You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. We have no pre-discussion. I won't discuss what you were saying. <laughs> um, what I was going to say, uh, before we start the show... You mean before the show, after the show? Correct. Um, what do you... No, leave it alone. Leave it alone. It wasn't right. You had the microphone we, in the precisely wrong precision. We don't We don't care. Anyway, um, before we start the show, I want to mention that next week we won't have a podcast. Why? Why? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? No, I mean you're explaining. Oh, uh, because we're going to do our family <clears throat> holiday. But that's it. a week after Sunday? we will have one. On Christmas which Day. Which would be Boxing Day. Oh, Boxing Day. Right. Correct. For all you people in Britain. The 26th. So that's Sunday's the 26th, right? No, Sunday's Christmas, isn't it? No, Friday. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. You're right. 26th is on Sunday. Saturday's Christmas. Yeah. Friday's Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So Sunday, perfect. perfect. Yeah, Sunday's perfect. That's the day it falls on. So, yeah, we will have one. I don't know what the movie will be, because anything, lots of things could happen between now and then, <laughs> but you will, after this one, you will see us back on the 26th. And at that time, I am going to give my year review of... We're, we're, we're all, we, we both are. From the movies we reviewed this year, we always do this at the, at the end of the year. We are going to uh, pick our favourite from the, from, from the movies this. we've discussed. Not like movies that have been released or movies of all movies time. Movies that we've yeah. after the showed, basically. And I will also do a review, well I should mention them this week actually, of my favourite things to watch for holiday season. That's pretty generic. I'll we'll do mention. that near the end. Oh, okay. Alright. Anyway, so uh, welcome to the show. This is uh, Sunday, December the 12th, 2010, and this is after the show number 151. Woo! And what did we say the other day? That's almost halfway. three years. It's almost halfway to 300. <laughs> I know, but Over almost three years worth. Correct. So um, the movie we're looking at this week is uh, the movie Inception on Blu-ray disc. This is a 2010 movie released on DVD and Blu-ray and DVD... Blu-ray, digital copy, combo pack thing. Also, on the 7th of December, so it's been out f- since Tuesday. Um, it's a Blu-ray release, what we're looking at, and it's from our friends at Warner Brothers, and you are going to give us the no. synopsis of this movie. Yeah, right. Just, I mean, I can give just you the, briefly. I can give you the very we'll go briefest into it on the movie. of... Very brief. Of, um, brief. The briefest, the heart of the idea, or the heart of, or the thing of the movie. Okay, thing of the movie is, um, someone can hire someone else to infiltrate someone's dreams to get, I, uh, like thoughts that are buried in their subconscious or in their consciousness that they don't want anyone to know. But they can hire someone to go into your dreams, find the secret place, get this information, and get out with it. And plant ideas. Also. That's that's Inception. That's correct. That's not part of the. That's the title <laughs> of the movie. I know that, but I mean that's not the idea of the movie. And then the bigger idea, the biggest, the heart of the movie is that an idea of any kind that we have in this life can be like destructive, and you know, le- one idea can guide your whole life in a different direction and you change that one idea and it goes someplace else and you can interpret that however you want 
and apply anything to it. Absolutely anything to it. And I find that the most fascinating thing about the movie. Story, really. So, um, this uh, movie, uh, Christopher Nolan's Inception, is uh, his own idea. He, he wrote, and, uh, not based on a comic book, none of that kind of stuff. An original idea that hit the screen this year. Um, I didn't actually see it when it came out theatrically, but you did. I did. Uh, but we never I discussed it. I saw it with it. my 16... 16- Nine-year-old mother and my fourteen-year-old nephew. So, that can t- and I'm forty-three. And I definitely think it's a movie that would appeal to all. I ages, think that it sure. was amazing because I knew my mother didn't know what was going on. No, I, didn't. I she, don't think she thought it was just an action. You know, she'd seen it. She likes Leonardo DiCaprio. Blah blah blah. We all sat the whole time just staring and we're just engrossed in it. And at the end, she just and the lights came. And she goes, "Well, that wasn't what I expected. It, but it was pretty good." Yeah, but and that was it. <laughs> the the cre- credit to it anyway. Um, w- watching it, it's a quite a long movie, two and a half hours. It's quite a complicated movie. In fact, I don't feel like I understood some of it even now. I'd have to. I, I, I feel like I could have repeat viewings and pick up on things that it's kind of a logistical yeah logistical confusion. yeah logistical yeah. It's not sometimes i'm not sure whose dream because this is concerning dreams sometimes i'm not cons- i'm not absolutely sure whose dream right. i'm in during a particular sequence now it doesn't really matter that you know that but something in my mind kept saying to me so i, I was questioning who's myself dreaming? who's dreaming what i was questioning yeah. myself yeah. like because i was like i really want to understand this completely but I don't think you really have to because the overall general idea is this is this is what I said to you in the first thirty minutes we paused it because I had to go for a pee right and I said to you this is an exceptional screenplay if anything because at the beginning of the movie in the first thirty minutes they literally have to I said telegraph you every single concept that's going on you need to understand it all before it goes into the action um, and it's not heavy handedly told to you it's not somebody going like the Matrix is slightly heavy handedly told to you with the Morpheus scenes where he's like hmm. this is how the Matrix works blah 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 and it's like it's very heavy handed you know and you you're in, it's like an instructional video for the Matrix now the way they did it in here it's not like an instructional video at all it's like an origin story like where they train in somebody uh you know where they take but the thing already exists it already exists but the way you're watching it it's like oh cool because this is a new world to me but i'm getting like this rookie's view of it yeah but they're fully um experienced at it so it's sort of like you're getting a a secondhand crash course and not necessarily spoon-fed slowly methodically uh, the screen that is in intelligently written this part the, the first 30 minutes. Um, and I didn't feel at any time they were saying, this is how this works. <laughs> Listen to us or you will not understand anything else. It was just like, wow, this is fascinating. And then, you know, when they enter the dream world, and there's some amazing special effects, which I'm hoping are, is this is nominated for Oscars this year. I mean, I hope it's not too far yeah. back in the summer for the Oscar people to pick up on it because... This is, or that doesn't get overlooked just for snotty Hollywood reasons, and I don't know why. I think but this that, is a visual, a very visual, um, not just visual, conceptual. Uh, it's a thought-provoking. It's everything. Like I'll tell it. you about me. 
when I watch it. I watched it the first time, and I was, and I'm not, this sounds really corny, really corny, but the thing is, I've loved movies basically my whole life, since I was young, old enough to start watching anything, and I was transfixed and hypnotized, sucked into every world, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Mary Poppins, do you know what I mean? And then by the time I was 10 or 11, I'm watching Helter Skelter, and then, you know, Friday the 13th by the time I'm 15, 16 years old, I mean, I'm... Those are just like examples, but I mean, and all kinds of movies. And every once in a while, along these 30-some years of movie watching, something will strike me where I am absolutely, like, lifted up into this, like, almost euphoric... Like, like, the, like oh, oh. when we saw The Matrix. No, 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 The Matrix didn't do it for me. It did for me. It I did was mind-blowing This feeling end. of, like, this is why... I love movies and art even as well. This feeling of someone has created something that could have come out of my mind and now I'm looking at it almost in re like I'm I'm that kind of movie watcher, it depends on the movie, right? But I can totally get lost in it. Like the room disappears and my chair disappears and the movie screen disappears and I'm there. You know what I mean? I'm in it, I'm buying it like foot hook line sinker. And this kind of movie, because the ideas and the visual thing, there are a couple of things that just... Ugh, there mean, are things you've not seen before visually, ever. Yeah, totally. Um, there are... Uh, I'm not saying the idea is, like, completely original, because it's... True, true. It's just a combination of things that make it... It's brilliant. original in its presentation, this particular way of telling this kind of thing. And... You know, I don't want to spoil the movie, but like, there's levels of dreams that are portrayed to you. Like, like I'm interested in dreams myself, anyway. You know, like I've always been interested in. I've, we've talked about it before, uh, me and you, uh, about like what the hell is a dream? My theory of dreams is it's like your brain filtering shit out <laughs> while you're asleep because like brain excrement. Yeah, like stuff that it doesn't need and it all gets kind of crisscrossed together and that, that's how you have these bizarre scenarios that you wake up and you're like, what the hell? It was like my old school teacher and I was a corridor and uh, it's, it's, it's always stuff. I've said to you, I fell asleep watching Dignation <laughs> and I had a dream about driving a Ferrari with Kevin Rose, <laughs> right? That's not a coincidence. It's just, you know, dreams are, your brain knows what it's doing. Sure. Um, and I'm interested in that theory. And then this movie explores your subconscious. And it's it must be really difficult like for somebody like Christopher Nolan to write down a script. Because this isn't a book. He's making this from scratch like a, to make a movie. And say, okay, we're, what we're putting on the screen is somebody's mind. You're going to see somebody's mind visually with some characters in a mind. And I have to portray to you where you are in this person's mind. Yeah, we have at all to make times. up the rules that yeah. apply to this world, and we have to tell the audience the rules, and we have to That's show why the limitations. Explain, like in the Matrix, you get cut loose on limitations. The whole point is to get Neo to understand you have no limitations, and yet he resists. And so we're kind of caught in the middle of as an audience. Wanting to see some crazy shit, and yet it still looks like the real world. And this, it's very clear what... 
we're not talking about no holds bar, da da da. It's a world that's created and a world that in, is. In fact, it's very. But then um, it skirts the line of dream and fantasy. Plus, and, it's very. The way it's presented, it's not like outlandish. Even it's it's kind of controlled. Everything's yeah, very. very yeah, yeah, exactly. The way everything looks, it's all very neat and. Because it's contained. we understand it's constructed, and so and it's you're in a particular there, you're inside a particular person's brain. It's kind of the manifestation of this person. If we were, if it was another Inception mission, and they were in somebody else's head, it might look completely different. So that's what I liked, like about thinking well, about that. It wasn't dependent on the person dreaming. Remember, it's dependent on the architect who designs the whole thing. It is, but the only the people. Come from the person. The, Nothing else. Well, he said something about um, remembering things from childhood or whatever. Right, but she's building it all. And they're taking the person into her ideas only. But the people and the the tone of the people around you in the world. Hmm. I must have missed that. I'll have to watch watch that again then. um, I mean, it doesn't matter if that's No, I I saw he said something about like the texture of the desks and stuff. Yeah, because she's creating it. Right. As the architect person, she's building the world. It's her mind. So, all right then. You know. let, let me put it a different way. Whoever's the architect for the mission, if it was another mission with a different architect, it, yeah, would, exactly. look, it would look completely different. Um, and she... And, he, you know, they were said, don't base... Don't make stuff up when you're in the dream of stuff that you know. Because, like, then you get into a confusion of... You don't know whether you're dreaming or you're awake, kind of deal. Like, so you make make sure you make unique things. Like, so you know that that's the thing. Those unique things are things I made up, and these are not things that are. I think it's an interest. You can parallel that to like anything. And one of the things I was thinking was paralleling this the concept of I can't tell reality from fiction as to the life of say someone like Leonardo DiCaprio or someone who's so mega famous. That the line between what's real, like what people are real, what people really like me, what's the real world really about, and versus my Hollywood life and the, this weird fame thing that I have. I mean, I kind of applied that. I don't know why, but I felt like that's why Leonardo DiCaprio was so good. Because he was able to kind of like, I don't know, maybe that's my own ap- application of it. But Well, what I also liked about it is it's essentially a heist movie, which I love. <laughs> Um, it is. So after the initial setup, the first 30 minutes where they kind of tell you what, what is going on, it, it is a heist movie, in not in a typical fashion, but it, it literally is a heist movie, and it plays out like a heist movie. It's got, like if you watch a movie like Heat, the um, tension that builds during Heat is in this movie as well, but in a different way. But it, there is a mission that they're doing. Yeah. Like, but it's... It's, how, it's not a physical mission, it's a mind mission. It's, it's a, And yet it's presented as a big physical heist. It's presented as like an action movie, yet it's a, a, a journey into the imagination and stuff. It's, it's a complicated... Um, I feel like your mind is torn back and forth. You're having to, you remind yourself, I do, found myself from both times, this is a dream, and this is a dream of a dream, and this is... The, but this is their objective, and this is the part of the plan. I mean, I had to f- keep reminding myself. Not it's reminding well myself. done, though, yeah. uh, because you don't. I was never confused as to what was next. Like, yeah, like I, I knew what 
as soon as they said what they needed to do, which they say, and then they go in. I almost, I almost had it laid out in my head already. Like, oh, this is you know, like let's put it in the in the terms of um, like heat. We got to go into the bank. We got to crack the safe. We got to blow the thing. We got to get out of there. This is that kind of structure, and you know what the structure is going. You know the structure because they mention it all, and when it plays out, like I said to you, each it's dreams within dreams, so different layers of subconscious, and the way. Uh, Christopher Nolan's portrayed it. Every single one has a different visual feel, like completely different. I mean, one of them's like a, I'd say a video game snow level. On, honestly, that that portion of the dream was Call or of a Duty. Bond, evil. Yeah, or layer, Call of Duty. Bond, I mean, I've, I've played that level. Bad guy it felt like a video game part. Like it, it was like, oh, here's the here's an action part. But so you reminded me of Bond. It doesn't feel out of place because. No, it reminded me of a Call of Duty because it was a squad of Arctic soldiers and it was, you know, silenced rifles and it was it was I literally have played that level. But what I'm saying is some people might say, Oh, they've just thrown like a big action thing in there for no reason but your your mind is also a bunch of you've had a dream and woke up and like, what the hell is that about? So it makes And you remember she builds these worlds yeah. herself in her mind. And they're supposed to be all different, and there's, you know. So then, when you're there, and everything starts happening, you have to always remind it's been made, right? But now they have to just deal with what's yeah, there. Yeah, that's what I mean. It doesn't yeah. always go. I mean, it's not like she might make a thing, like a, a a layout, but what happens in the layout is never gonna be something that they right. can absolutely say is going to happen because they've got a the subject can fight against anything. It. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's really hard to talk about because... <laughs> yeah. I mean, not without spoiling it, just it's hard to talk about as it's really complicated, if you think about it. Some people will not get it, I don't think. The thing is, it's deceptively complicated. It's not really complicated at all. That's the thing. I mean, it is... I think you can... You muddle your mind up, I think up, you I can think. venture into it more than you... Or as much as you want to. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I feel like I want to go further into it. I feel <laughs> like on a first viewing... Because this is my first viewing of it. I feel like I scratched the surface of something. Like, when I saw Star Wars, I don't feel like I scratched the surface of it. I feel like I saw it. Do you know yeah. what I'm getting? Yes. It's like a simple story. I saw it. That yeah. was it. I mean, I might want to go back and see the special effects again. But that's not what this is about. It's not. I don't want to see the special effects again. That's not really the... Although draw. it has some awesome stunts. Yeah, it is, it not is the but special it's not effects, the drawer. The stunts. So some of them are so... Things you haven't seen since the 80s. Some crazy yeah. dudes falling out of vehicles, rolling up in the road right up toward the camera. I mean, just really hardcore physical stunts. There's loads of them. And that one guy smashing it into the front of the van, and that was just, like, so visceral. The sound, I think, in the theater and here was just incredible. Yeah, it does have awesome sound. Oh, what's the um, Limbo? Was portrayed really well, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I guess you could say there's four levels uh, that they explore here. Maybe five. Maybe. Um, but the, that's an interesting... There's interesting concepts that... They're made up concepts. It's not like... <laughs> it's not like uh, Freud came up with all the... I mean, he came up with some things. I don't think it... I don't think we know anything about... There's people who've... Tried to figure it out. I don't think we... You mean dreams and subconscious. I think we know as much about it as we know about why we're here. Like, you know, it's one of those things, isn't it, that we're not going to 
figure out is... Well, I don't think it's impossible. I mean, you can study behavior and patterns of people. And you can, but I don't... I think... Because remember, you're, laying on, you're laying, on, layering on top of this whole heist dream thing is an actual man's struggle with some emotions. Now, See, yeah, that's the other layer to this That's movie. a whole... That, that, and that's it's the a thing. It's a psychiatric That's the thing that simplifies psychology. it. Really simple for me. Because that's really all to me it's about. And I won't say anything about it. I'm just saying it's not just this action, drama, da-da-da-da, dream thing. And it just, it, you have to twist it back around and go, wow, this is actually about this hidden truth about the way we disguise our emotions sometimes. It's also, it's also yeah, about mental health, actually. Like Yeah, yeah. Like, um... The Leonardo DiCaprio's character's um, problem he's having, and the uh, Sicilian Murphy's uh, um, issue. Sicilian Murphy. <laughs> so I, I always go in Sicilian Murphy. He's not Sicilian, is he? Killian Murphy. Who's he? You know the the dude. Twenty eight days later. Yeah. Okay. His. Um, <laughs> but he has no problem, you see. No, he doesn't. <laughs> but, but he has a. Um, he's been put in the middle of a problem. Yeah. 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 There's a, a psychological yes. uh, issue. That needs resolving. And it explores these two... Uh, I mean, lots of other people have psychological issues too, but it really explores... Um, I was going to say Matt Damon. It explores um, Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio's and Matt Damon's. And, um, You're thinking of Bourne thrown in there somewhere. And, Cecilia, the and Cillian Murphy. It, it's, you know, it's, it's that's what I'm saying. I want to go back and watch because... And like focus on one thing. Yeah, I different. feel like you could do that. And I feel like... I was um, trying to absorb it. Like, it's... it's it's not your... It's not... It is straightforward, like you just said, but it's not. There's so many different... Like, you can make it as complicated as you want. I guess that's what I'm saying. What's your deepest hidden emotion that cranks you from day to day? Or that you suppress every day? Do you know? Yeah. Hmm. Nice answer. Yeah. <laughs> no, not just thinking of it like that. No. <coughs> Let's call obviously, it... Obviously, um... Let's call Christopher Nolan and see if he can help you out. Obviously, Leonardo DiCaprio has this deep-seated thing that's in his mind, which kind of is... You mean a, him as a person or this character? <laughs> in the character, yes. Cobb. He has this um, deep-seated problem, which is a problem in his line of work, because his line of work involves using his mind. Correct. Um, so there's another layer of there's another layer of story that's what I'm saying it's like an onion you can just keep going like <laughs> right you can just go it's this thing about a heist oh, it's this thing about dreams it's this thing about Father psychological it's, thing about, yeah it's this thing about relationships but at the heart it's about an idea that is in your mind that may be in there from the time you're born it may have been obviously it's planted by someone somewhere along the line that can absolutely guide your life. Now, you can apply that to, say, someone taught you from the time you were born, and this is someone teaching you. This isn't a reality that you absorb from life. Someone told you there's a God. And if you live in this part of the world, you're going to be told it's this kind of God. And you're going to live your life with that planted in your mind. Well, that is in... Whether you, you, that, was in that idea was incept exactly. incepted. And that can guide or destroy... Your whole life. And that's... I don't think we mentioned that what this uh, movie starts with is the Ken Watterby, or whatever he's called, guy. It's, it's industrial sabotage or whatever, right? Mm. As well. Like, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. big companies 
the reason they want to go in originally yeah, is yeah. an industrial sabotage. Um, yeah, is, exactly. Uh, and I wasn't quite clear, 100%. You might be able to answer me. I don't know if it is. Is this going to give away anything? Not really, because it's like the opening. Leonardo DiCaprio and his... Team? Look, are they from the government? No. They're just privateers, like... Like the A-team, but... Yeah, that's what... I was trying to figure out... I was What I thought was maybe they, they're an agency... And it was never said, but I was, I was thinking maybe they were. But there again, that prequel thing that we saw. No, I think they're just freelancers, like, you know. Who have that skill. Yeah. It was developed. Like Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> you know what? I don't, I'm going to watch that movie again. Johnny Because Mnemonic. I think Juman, Johnny, Jumanic, Jumanji. Jumanji. <laughs> I think Johnny Mnemonic. Yes, it's crap, but I, this it's one horrible. movie I would advocate having remade today with new special effects, a little bit more modernize it, because I'm telling you, if you go back and watch that, it has some predictions about the world well, that are spot it's on. It's not the movie, it's uh, William Gibson uh, who wrote the, he wrote a lot of them. Um, Whatever, I'm just saying, it's really ahead of its time. People who have a, a, a nervous disorder caused by so much ele- so many electronic devices and radio waves in the air that you're picking up because of wireless devices and whatnot... Now, we're talking 25 years ago, right? Before any of that was ever invented, hardly, except radios. Yeah, I think Johnny Mnemonic's... The it's the 80s, was actually, Yeah. Um, I, um, yeah, a lot of his neuromancer, those movies, uh, those books, they were way way ahead of the time. Yeah, you, you, in fact, you were like... Blade Runner. I mean, I know you didn't write that, but I'm just but saying... But you were like, concept. with his books, you were like, what the hell? Like, he's talking about hard drives before we were even... Yeah got to the, you know, hard drives in people's minds, you know, which is like, you know, it's pre... And we're not saying Inception has any new... <laughs> it's not out of its time, because no, dreams... No, Inception's also... Um, ideology, these are things that have been around since humans were created. It's also a ambiguous um, time period. Uh, I know it. I know it's contemporary, because you see Paris and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it... But the... The clothing is... It could be 100 or 200 years in the future. Yeah, yeah, it the, could be 20 years ago, even. I mean, you kind There's of, something about it. Costuming on everybody. It's slightly different to what we wear. Ever so slightly. I mean, they're wearing... They're very formal, men's suits. Yeah, yeah, lots of suits. And lots of, like, women in... the. A lot of the women in there wear, like, 40s-style clothes. So it's like, kind of... Gives you a hint of Dark City now and then with the yeah. different women's clothing. Is What? Oh, <laughs> nice. um, but what I mean is, it tries to. It could be in the future. It could be in the past. It could be right now. Not could, far. No, I mean, not far. But it doesn't. You know, it's not. It doesn't go. Two thousand and ten inception. Yeah, nobody's like popping it, open their cell phones. No, well, none of that. No, it's not like. Well, that. there's one thing on the plane. He uses the plane phone, which is a little bit dated. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not like that though, is it? it it's it lacks the. It's no nobody pulls a gadget out of the pocket and starts going. Bleep, 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 like no, a, I mean the suitcase thing. It seems streams. really old fashioned. Yeah, it does seem old fashioned. So you've got. You no, know, it seems like something. I was saying, like it's kind of organic looking. The suitcase with the with the kind of squishy button on it and stuff. It's like, uh, do you know Naked Lunch? Yeah. With the cockroach typewriters and stuff, like how it was really odd. I don't remember most of that. I have to see it again. It's pretty good. Um, but kind of reminded me of Doctor Who. Well, Naked Lunch has this weird organic kind of um, uh, things that we know are different because it's like it's Is that a Robocop. Yeah, Bonsai. and that's like a lucid dream thing. Mm-hmm. Um, naked lunch, you could kind of fit it alongside this because it's, you know, 
hallucinations and stuff. But that has, and this has, you know, the technology is old-fashioned looking. It looks like an old tape recorder box or something, but it's, and it's got these squishy buttons on it. It's, you know, it's not, nobody pull. I was thinking, you know, nobody does a minority report screens or anything like that anywhere. Even when you go into office buildings, it doesn't even look like they're using computers. It's like, it's just real plain, like, it's, it's an interesting aesthetic to it. It's kind of explained because he says, don't put in lots of detail because you just want a rough reference and then the person will fill in the details and maybe that's not details that we actually even give a shit about in Mm. life really just everyday shit little you know that minuscule detail yeah there's loads of things you can discuss about it and I just knew from the time I saw it that I couldn't even touch on the subject because I thought this is gonna be pardon the pun a dream movie for you like a dream like a movie that you're just like you said you can't wait as soon as it was over and the credits start, you go, oh, I want to watch it again right now. Yeah. That doesn't happen very often. They're very, there's a tiny little handful of movies that you have that feeling about. And I just knew from, I bet, in the first five minutes of that, when the shit starts, you know, and I'm just like, oh, he's going to love this. He's going to love it. And I haven't been able to, like, talk to you about it. And I don't want to say loads about it on here because I want people to experience Because to me, I knew nothing about it. No, I think we've done actually quite well. We talked for, I don't think we've given... I hope not. All we've said is, like, it's about dreams and stuff. We haven't given any details, and there are a lot of details. All I'm going to say is just watch it and think for yourself about it. Don't sit there and feel all weird and uncomfortable if you're with somebody who doesn't understand it or doesn't want to understand it. Fuck them. If you like it, think, and you don't understand it fully, that's fine, too, because I didn't totally get it yet either. Not not the idea, but there are moments when I'm still a little bit like... See, I, I, I challenge myself when I'm watching a movie that's uh, complicated, and uh, it's to my detriment, because... I actually want to understand every detail, and then sometimes I'll 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 get out, you know halfway through and go, okay, I have to leave that on the back yeah, now yeah. because I'm ruining it because like you're hung up on it. I don't think it matters. It doesn't seem like it matters right now. Right. And like when I got to the end of this movie, I realized that what I was thinking doesn't matter. It's the <laughs> overall. But. If you want to go back and be a film scholar type and go into like, okay, so this sequence was inside this guy's dream and this sequence was in this guy's dream and this one, this guy's dream seeped into this guy's dream. I'm sure all that, I was thinking all that kind of stuff was going on. Maybe it wasn't. You know? I don't think so, but because it was very clear to me from the beginning that one um, person is dreaming and everyone joins them. That's it. And, but, you know, but maybe if I watched it... To me, it was anyway, but you have to... But then it's your first time, and maybe the first time I watched it, I was more confused about... You know, the dream Timing machine. was my thing with the The dream one. machine. Yeah. The, what we were just talking about. How, in my mind, <laughs> does it travel from layer to layer? It's a dream. Yeah. It's a dream, so it doesn't matter. A- See, that's one of those things you got to let go. It's a dream. They can, they you can, can dream the thing into the dream, but they, they need the technology of it, apparently, on the outside. And you, when you're not in the, like, the mm-hmm. physical bodies lie down asleep, they're plugged into it. Gotta be, you're always, well, I guess they're always on the outside plugged but into it. But there's actually no only how, one. Yeah, <laughs> no matter how many layers down yeah. you go. And it's manufactured in, because she's built the world, and it has to be there, and so it's like, it's like a mop in The Sims. When there's a puddle on the floor and you tell the Sim to mop it up, all of a sudden they reach behind themselves and boop, there's a broom. 
or a mop. Like, they pull it out of their ass. It's yeah. kind of that kind of trick. Yeah, and I, I do like the way that, um, like, in the real world, how, how they kind of explain, and this is it's very true, you can have a dream, be asleep for two hours, just a nap. Yeah. feel like you had a whole day of something happen. Yeah. Or, in your mind. Yeah, yeah. And they explain that in this movie by the real world, things are happening, um... And the time there is very short, whereas the time in the dream is extremely long. Like, like if you're asleep for five minutes, in your dream it's an hour. Yeah. When you're in a dream and you sleep for five minutes, it turns into six months. And, and then limbo back, can like, be extremely... Um, forever. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... I'm sure there's holes in it. Oh, sure. I'm sure people... I'm sure some people have picked the shit out of, of it. Of course. It doesn't need that, I don't think. But it, it, it definitely... If you want a movie that you can buy on, uh, like this one, to put on your shelf, this is one. Because it's like, it's like that, you know when you get like the kind of light-hearted books, I'm thinking about buying books, right? You know when you buy the like the flimsy kind of throwaway kind of People <laughs> magazine or something? Louis Lamar. You just, well let's say People magazine, like it's kind of flip, okay, that's flip, not flip. a book? Magazines in. Like, <laughs> you flip, 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 flip through it and then just chuck it to one side. You never need to see it again. And then there's like, what? Like, Are you comparing war? magazine to a novel? Are you talking about like if you read a a slutty? I'm just uh, talking about reading romance them. book. Yeah, and that's like, like a, a throwaway. Are you, are you reading like Tolstoy or something? Okay. That one one might belong on your shelf because you might need to read it again or. Or you just want to possess it. It'll be further... You know, like I say, you can pull it out and read it again and maybe gain something else that you didn't right, gain right. the first time. You're not going to gain that from, put, you know, Joan Collins' book, are you? <laughs> or Jackie Collins, or whoever writes those yeah. slutty novels, you know. So, yeah, this is one that you... You could watch, like, tomorrow and still enjoy it, and you could watch next year and forget half of it, you know, and... I think that separate from the... The mind bender, the melon twisting part of you know the getting your head around the whole thing, is just every person does an amazing. I mean, I'm I'm ca- I'm captivated by each per every moment when they're doing their lines and when they're doing so. the action. I'm just I think they all I'm just sucked into it totally. I would watch it again just to watch each person individually. I'd also and, say, I think... Um, I mean, I'm not a big Tom Perringer fan, but for for the role that he's doing, a sleazy kind of... I didn't expect rich. him to crop up, to be honest. When I saw him, I was like, oh, why? What, why? Is that Tom Perringer? Who cast that guy? <laughs> yeah, well, and where did he... Where, where's he been? Yeah, <laughs> since the big chill. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure he's been in lots of um, movies that we just have Possibly. I mean, you know, I imagine action movies and stuff. I don't know. Steven Seagal movies. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so, let's move on to the cast of this movie. Uh, I, I probably didn't write down everybody. I should have, but we'll go for what I did write down. Leonardo DiCaprio is Cobb. Leonardo DiCaprio met, said it loads of times. One of our greatest actors. Don't... Yep. Uh, people will laugh at that. He has What the, you just said made it sound like he has said that many times. No, I said that. Leonardo DiCaprio I mean, has said many times he's the greatest actor. No, I've said it before. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I just really think he is. Um, I don't care what people say about him. Um, I, I love Titanic. I think he did a good job in it. Um, I, I love pretty much everything he's done. Basketball Diaries is amazing piece of work. Um, the Beach, probably not life. so much. Gilbert Grape. <laughs> the Beach is the worst one. And The Beach mm. is... 
I feel like I need to see the beach again. Just to see um, the Whether one about um, the pilot guy. Aviator. That was really good. I mean, that was really the good. The pilot guy. Yeah. I can't remember. Howard Hughes. Yep. Um, I think he's amazing. Catch me if you can. I yeah. agree with you because I think, first of all, we've kind of we've grown up alongside Revolutionary him. Road. Yeah. Oh. He's amazing. That's a that's a kind of a gut wrencher one, isn't it? Because it's so. Yeah, but he's. And he's not the same every time. I'm fully no. convinced every time, and I'm not aware of this thing. Like when I'm watching Tom Berenger doing his lawyer. Yeah, bit, you know what he's. I'm like it's you know Tom Berenger. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, I'm like. It's Tom Berenger. Right. I'm watching Tom Berenger not be very good, to be to be perfectly honest. A bit older as well. Oh, I don't care about that. I just mean he comes through, right? The, like, I look at it like this. When somebody's acting, then in front of them should be, like, the character they're doing. Right. And then behind that is that person. I mean, they're just people, right? And there are some actors who I can never get past well, that I'm just watching that actor. I used to think that about Bruce Willis, but then I saw Pulp Fiction, and um, I don't think he's... It's not Bruce Willis when I watch Pulp Fiction. In that one, but everything else, I think. A lot of them. But Pulp Fiction changed my mind, because I I was always like, it's Bruce Willis from Die Hard, right? Whatever he's in. Comedy, The Whole Nine Yards, those kind of movies. It's Bruce Willis. I watched Pulp Fiction, and I was like, I ain't watching Bruce Willis here. So the one time... I can't think of another I one. I can't think of another one. <laughs> but yeah, I, mean, I get what you mean. Um, yeah. There are actors where you where that happens. You're just lost in who they're creating there. And now that sounds like artsy I was going to say Nicolas Cage, but that's not true. Oh, God, no. It's, it's very easy to be, oh, Nick's Ca- Nick Cage, Nick Cage. No, I'm in saying it's not him. true. Like uh, Nicolas Cage, you're not like, oh, that uh, that's just Nick Cage. Because Sometimes I am. Often. I yeah, am. only in these, like... But then there's other movies where you're like, holy crap, that's crazy. For example? Uh, Wild at Heart. That's not Nick Cage. That's always worse. And maybe Leaving Las Vegas, but... Yeah. That knowing was not Nick Cage, I didn't think. I actually really like that movie as well. That was different. I mean, it was more low-key and Mm. put in a position of more... It wasn't um, The Sorcerer's Apprentice, Nick Cage. Yeah. That's the Nick Cage that... Is maybe he's a caricature of Nick Cage doing a character. Yeah, and that's very easy for someone who's so mega famous, right? That you think you know them through the tabloids, through E E Entertainment, all that shit, and then you're watching them do a character, and all you're really thinking of is Nicolas Cage. He was married to Elvis's daughter, and he was married. <laughs> he yeah. wants to own like Michael Jackson's skeleton or whatever <laughs> these crazy shit. But with Leonardo DiCaprio, I can say. I don't know if there are any exceptions. Did you say he wants to bone Michael Jackson's skeleton? Own. Um, just so, no, I don't, I'm making that up. Don't no. I'm just saying, like, it's that crazy shit that you put... Then, you see, you layer that stuff in the front of this character they're supposed to be, to me. I know this sounds a little, like, deep and, like, I have all like, this method of watching movies, but when I watch Leonardo DiCaprio, I think I, first of all, am already convinced he's going to be awesome. I mean, I'm going to just... I can relax and just, like, watch it and let it happen. So it kind of gives him a, a benefit to me. And I was going to say, what else was in that was awesome? The Tony Scott one, where he was in the desert. Like a ter- like an undercover... Oh, yeah. That was good. Spies Like Us? <laughs> That's a comedy. <laughs> That's Jimmy James or yeah. something, isn't it? You know which one I mean, though. It's a Tony Scott Games? Movie. Something Games? Yeah, maybe. 
Not spy games because that was no, but it Red was Bird it was like kid. a CIA agent undercover. Yeah, that was ter- good. Terrorists. Yeah, Blood was- Diamond. Blood Diamond. Yeah, Blood Diamond. Yeah, you see. All right, let's move on. Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio. We just we just said he was good. Um, Joseph Gordon Levitt, who is awesome in this movie. Yeah. Um, and if you want to see a movie with him in that is also awesome, The Lookout, which yes. is a heist movie, which that is, is awesome. And that, that was the first time I'd ever seen that guy. All right, he's um, from uh, Third Rock from the Sun. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, he's the bo- he's like the teenage kid from Third Rock. Right. Well, I never maybe never watched it, but the first time I'd ever seen him was in that The Lookout movie with John Lithgow. Right. I might have seen that. They're movie. aliens. I might have seen it. Like it's really good. Briefly. Yeah, it's good. He's really good. You're right. I, he's my he's my mm, not my second favorite thing about this movie. He he is as good as Leonardo DiCaprio is in this. Oh, he's awesome. I don't know about. He's controlled. Because he's like the straight man. He's like the guy who's holding it all together kind and of thing. And he has like the most challenging the, scene. Yes, the most amazing action scene to me of a movie in a long time. And when you see the extras on this disc and realize what he had to do, it makes it even more uh, um, amazing. And then that he's he worked on ma- putting together the documentary about dreams. That also makes me a little more endeared to him as well. Uh, Ellen Page is uh, Adrienne, is it? I don't remember. Adriany or something. Uh, anyway, uh, Ellen Page. Uh, she was my least favorite thing. Well, I thought she was fine. Uh, no, um, I, you I were thinking I... she's just Juno. Yeah, she is. <laughs> she is herself all the time for me. I don't see a change in her style at all. It's just the, like I've, we've seen her. Like we saw her in the the one where she was roller skating. Mm-hmm. She's. Well, this was different. I, I think you don't give her enough credit. That was a very subdued thing because all she's. I mean, she's serious, you know, and... I do. I did like her in this, because... There was no sarcasm. I'd rather have her in this than some sexy, high-tech, sexy chick. I mean, not saying that she's not a sexy chick. I'm talking like an Angelina Jolie or somebody. Yeah. Like, all slick and everything. Michelle Rodriguez or something. Yeah, I'd rather... Yeah. So, yeah, this was probably the right choice, to be honest. Because she's... I I was just thinking of an alternative. Well, she's a math geek, so that's the first thing. Yeah, yeah. And then she's, like, obviously an intel... You don't want some super slick, rubber-suited chick like Trinity or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. Like, some... so she, and she kind of comes across as she just, just talked herself back around to yeah, liking I guess so. her. <laughs> uh, Cecilian Murphy, who comes from C- what's Cicely. his real name? He's called Killian Murphy, but I always uh... anyway Killian Murphy, who is an Irish actor. Yeah, um, why don't they let him have an Irish accent? Because that always bothers me. Um, he was in what was he? What's he been in? Twenty Eight Days Later, Batman, Red Eye, the Scarecrow in Batman, Red Eye. Yes. Uh, so yeah, he plays Robert Fisher. I think he's fantastic. He's really fantastic. He's like um, one of those actors who doesn't have to open his mouth and you know exactly what he means. Oh yeah, he's intense. I mean, you know, just from his face, like um, yeah, you just know what the hell his his vibe is. Like it's um, even that Red Eye, which isn't that good a movie, is good because he's in it. He's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Not just and like that one just totally falls apart, doesn't it? When you get near the end. Yeah, the, the end's horrible. Oh, it's terrible. But, the whole, the whole, I'd say the first forty minutes, is actually really compelling, and I'm like, oh, I really want to know what this is, and then it just goes bleh at the end, right? It's, yeah, yeah, it's a shame because it's like two separate movies, like a really good thriller, and then this boring, cliched, mm-hmm. somebody falls off something. I don't remember that, but there's yeah, a nail gun I involved. Do. 
No, there was some falling off too. Uh, no, not good. Anyway, yeah, he is good. Um, and then I got Michael Caine as Miles. It's really brief. Why even mention him? He does nothing except says like five words. I think Christopher Nolan um, loves him or something. That's fine, but he's not mentionable. Yeah, there's other ones that uh, that I didn't write because I didn't know, like Ken Watanabe, who plays the um, chemist. No. Which one is the, he? The dude, the businessman dude. Who's the old dude at the beginning. Oh, dies? Yes. Well, uh, did you just give something away? No. No. Um, yeah, you know, Ken Watanabe from The Last Samurai and uh, that Jet Li movie that we watched. He's a real famous Japanese actor. Oh, no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the puzzle wife. Possibly? Oh, not Pete Postlesway. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, Pete no. Postlesway's in there, too. Yeah. Excellent British actor. Briefly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, bit. yeah. He was also... It might have been in, like, uh, Flying Hidden Tiger, or whatever you call it. Flying <laughs> Hidden Tiger, right? Maybe. I Something think like he was. Um, He's good. Yeah. So, directed by Christopher Nolan, excellent British director. Um, I get the idea that he's, like... Very, like, he doesn't have any sense of humour, ever. Very deep. Introspective. Yeah, well, I mean, this you movie. Wrote this shit. He has this movie in his head. I don't He's mean any time for humour. About some heavy duty guilt and yeah. then a father son relationship that sucks and about the depths of our subconscious and how we can suppress the and most. the dark and when he does uh, uh, Batman it's and the, the darkest concept of, when he does a Batman though it's the darkest true psychological version of Batman you could possibly ever get and yeah, the concept of is reality real reality or is escaping our reality the better version totally acceptable as well as if reality is just so torturous and horrible that escaping it think of how awesome the concept of Inception <laughs> is right and then think of one of his other movies, The Prestige. Oh. Think of how awesome the concept Prestige of that is actually is. <laughs> it's really... It's way bigger in scope and... I need uh, to see that one again too. It's way bigger in everything than you and me. It's another one where you could go back and watch it and go... This I is need blow- to. It blows your mind. I, I think I got, like you, I got hung up on some things and then I couldn't get past them while other things were passing me by. And it has one of the... It's just like a mind-blowing... Um, yes. There's moments of mind blowingness and David like, Bowie, yeah, <laughs> she's amazing. Briefly, um, so yeah, he has all these things. Yeah, I, I don't, I've never seen him really joking it up. Ever, he's always like but, this. Yeah, and he looks he's like he's got his elbow in one hand and his other hand, which on his is fine because if this kind of <laughs> shit comes from that attitude, then that's fine, isn't it? I mean, but no, he's not having a giggle on the set. He's not like he's. he's He's it's almost like intense. if you made a joke around him, he'd be like, oh, you're so immature. Like, <laughs> Let's move on to deeper things. Yes. <laughs> We're talking about four layers of dreams here, not stupid <laughs> tits and ass jokes. He wouldn't like Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? He might sit at home and watch Clerks every night yeah. and just think it's the most amazing. You just don't know, do but you? But anyway, he's a, like I say, director of Memento, another deep-ass oh deep, deep movie. This guy's got... Did he write Memento yeah. as well? Oh my god! The Prestige, Batman. Um, he's he's got some darkness in there. Insomnia, another. Uh, I'm not that the, big a fan of Insomnia. Yeah, but they're all pretty. Oh, Pacino and Robert Williams. I mean, Robin Williams. Yeah, they're all pretty um, dark. Yeah. 
and insomnia and inception I know the one word beginning with I the same but they they are dealing with the depths of the mind yeah so he's obviously inter- and Memento, uh, Memento also deals with exactly the same thing correct so he's he's obviously got and in a reality so does Batman because the Joker is mental yeah it does and Batman and questionably so is Batman yeah well Batman as a character had a bad childhood he's, he's a tormented. he's a, he's a Tormented. Tormented, that's what we should say. So, yeah, I think... And he dresses well on the set. Always. (laughs) And I always think that he must have studied psychology and psychiatry. That must be his thing, what gets him off like. Because all of his movies deal in that. They're just... That's what they're about. Um, I can't fault him. I I think he's one of the... Champions of your dime. He really is, isn't he? In a different way to, like, I love Paul Thomas Anderson because he does really good drama. Yeah, man. Right. But, like, um, Christopher Nolan does... He can do a badass action movie like The Dark Knight, but it's not... The the Dark Knight's not like Iron Man. It's just not just a surface thing. Yeah, what you remember about Batman isn't about the action sequences. Uh -uh. Not really. I mean, you might remember the You know what it's about? The performances, actually. And... Yeah, it isn't the action sequences. It's the performances, and it's. I want to watch this again because it's really. It seems deeper than it is. It's the same as this. Like he adds a. Not to be cliche, but he adds like a three dimensionality to the story, not to the picture. Yeah, thinking of Batman, yeah, I think the weakest link, and I, I just it just did not occur to me. I don't. I, I'm not a big fan anymore of uh, what's his face. <laughs> I think he distracts you from the depth the prestige, of it. Though. He was fine in the prestige. I mean, him as Batman doing the. I'm Batman. I'm, I'm Batman. Yeah, that is a distraction from the truth. Of yeah, but it's still on. a badass movie. It is. As far as like I say, like um, you know, Iron, you, Iron you Man's a great movie, right? But it's a, it's a it's literally a flat comic book movie. Yeah. It's, it's what it is. There's no hidden good depth. versus evil. It's Stan Lee's um, simple stories, right? Very simple, L- little bit, but nothing, but. And Batman's fairly simple when it's written in a comic book. But when Christopher Nolan takes it, it's like something else. It's like, this isn't just Batman. This is like all kinds of shit. He almost convinces you that when the Joker wants to cause complete chaos and breakdown in everything, you almost go, yeah, it's not not a bad idea. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? He twists you around to where you're almost on the bad guy's side. And what else he did, I think, with Batman was he made it... Not like a comic book at all. It was like reality. Like Batman lived in reality. Yeah. Which makes it more... Yeah. Kind of uh, compelling, I think. Because Iron Man is literally like a cartoon character all the way, isn't it? Like That's why Tony. you like Watchmen a lot. Because I think... Yeah, I like, like a real... More of a... Like, let's put super... Uh, I mean, I kind of liked Kick-Ass, but it was... Comic booky. It was, wasn't it? Even though it was real. Like, mm-hmm. it felt like it was happening now. It, it, it was still slapsticky and stuff. Yeah. Know? But, yeah, you're right. Um, Watchmen has the serious, real edge to it, doesn't it? It's, yeah. So, yeah, Christopher Nolan um, can't really go wrong. So, <laughs> Blu-ray extras on this. Um, it, this has, like, a cool cover, actually. It's one of those, um, what do you call that? Lenograph? Um, no, I don't know. I don't know lenticular called. cover. I was close. Um, and it has... Uh, it didn't make sense to me. Cause I know. When I saw it, I was like, oh, man. Yeah, but it's works. actually a pretty good effect. It actually does work. The, when you uh, tilt it, it changes the image. Yeah, and I won't tell you what it is. But there again, you probably get... <laughs> when you pick it up, you'll see it. Um, 
But yeah, it's pretty cool. There's um, some buildings, and then there's some more buildings. Yeah. And then when you actually fold it all away, like, it says the dream is real. So, the Blu-ray version of the movie is a three-disker. It comes with the Blu-ray edition of the movie. And this mode called the Extraction Mode that's actually built into the disc, which we tried. And that was... A bunch of extras. We, like, didn't, we didn't really have the patience. You didn't have the patience. Well, I just read up on it. Mm. Uh, we did watch them, but what I read up on it was... If you do watch it in Extraction Mode... It plays the movie, and when the parts happen, they just show in picture in picture. Uh-huh. If you watch them separately, they're full screen. Right. So it's actually better to watch them just separately. And you can choose them separately. There's probably about 12 of them, all running... They're, they're very short run times. There's not one for every single scene, though. I there isn't, think. which is a shame. Because this is a movie, I feel, that should be lavished with extras. Because there was a lot of... There's a lot to talk... I, there was no commentary on The Dark Knight either, and a, a commentary from, you know, Christopher Nolan and maybe Leonardo DiCaprio, or maybe just the cast, it would add a lot for me. Uh, I just disagree, because I think it's not, I don't need their, they give you extras on almost, I mean, I think half, it's, I just think for a, such a huge... I just don't want their experiences and their little tidbits and their little interpretations. I don't even want Christopher Nolan telling me what to think or Mm. what he meant or how he came to this conclusion or how he found out this about dreams because I feel like it's one of those that if if someone plants the idea in your mind, then you've just wiped out the experience of experiencing it for yourself. Do you know what I'm saying? See, I just like a bit more for the money. Um... So this extraction mode is like small featurettes. They're really small, like none of them are more than five minutes long. Mm-hmm. But they do explain, and one of them is really good, shows you a rotating thing and yeah. some special effects there. Um, so if you want to explore some of the things in the movie, that's the way to do it. It's fairly brief, though. It's probably 20 minutes overall. So if you watch the movie again, <laughs> hoping to have loads of stuff all the way through, like the Kevin Smith one, it doesn't really work like that. It's 20 minutes of stuff. Um then there's a documentary called Dreams, the Cinema of the Subconscious, which is um, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt introducing a documentary about dreams. And it, it's the issue typical kind of documentary. It is just introduced that he is in it. Yeah. Is making well, I mean, the talking heads in it, yeah. who are like some sci- some psychologists and some dream, you know. Sleep experts and whatnot. I don't 100%. I don't... One of them, like you said, seemed kind of crazy what like you're saying bag. yeah it's, it's you never with those kind of things whoever they pick to say stuff I always think it's always a bit off the mark like, you think they pick the people okay who might the people be that they end up talking to the ones who are willing to start talking it's kind about of like that thing. yeah exactly it's Nutty kind of like ones. the thing like I don't want to belong to a club who would ever have me as a member so you don't really want the experts who are willing to sit in front of a camera for some extra on a DVD right. giving you insight when the people who probably refuse or don't have time are the ones who have, like, the more solid, I don't know, I don't know. But you feel always feel like, okay, this is the most extreme interpretation of this particular topic, which, of course, makes it more titillating, I suppose. Yeah. And they sound reasonable enough, I guess, hit and miss, but... So this it's all is, about dreams, basically. Yeah, and it's a 45-minute documentary, which is pretty substantial. And then there's something called uh, Inception, the Cobol Job. 
which is a uh, the comic prologue to the movie in full uh, motion animation. So um, it's a motion comic, basically. It's not been voiceovered, though. It's just um, you have to read the, like a comic. It's pretty good, I thought. Mm-hmm. Like, really well presented. Um, very well animated. Kind of like the Watchmen one. There was one on the Watchmen as well, if you remember. I think your interpretation of well animated would vary from what Well, as a motion... Co- as a, mo- a well animated motion... I've seen really shitty motion comics where they barely move. Right. This one's got a 3D thing to it. It's almost CG yeah. at, some, at times. Some people might not respond to the art because they'll think it's too primitive. It's but I really like it. Yeah. But it's a. It tells a good story. Pretty good. I'll be honest with it's you. It's the setup to the movie. I could have done without it. I didn't need it. I didn't need an explanation for any reason of that first part at all. But, but it is the setup to the opening scene in the movie. And on first watch, the opening scene of the movie, you absolutely have no idea what is happening. That's what I like about it. Yeah. So, but I mean, to, as a supplement to go yes. back after the fact, it's kind of fun to see something that. Don't watch it first. The, yeah. Because um, you'll just start out being confused. <laughs> now, here's an interesting extra. I really appreciate this one. And it's the uh, 5.1 soundtrack for the movie. Now, I'm not talking like a selected track. I'm talking the entire soundtrack by um, Hans Zimmer in 5.1 surround sound. Um, just the soundtrack, the music. So, appreciate the music. No visuals. Just sit back, listen to the music in all five speakers. It sounds really good. And this is a soundtrack. That is Oscar worthy, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But why would you want to sit in front of your TV and it's just black? Why not put something on there? Well, you don't have to. You can. Um, I mean, Blu-ray's working. Turn computers. your Blu-ray. It turn works on, on your thing. computer, though. I mean, you, I could just put this in and listen. Most people to don't put their Blu-ray on their computer like you do. I mean, their PS3. They put the Blu-ray connect to their television. You turn on your TV. You get to the menu. You well, start the music. To 45, and there's nothing. Well, you can. It'll save your screen, and uh, you can just listen to the. Mu- I think their idea was listen to the music. Yeah. We don't want you to look at anything. We want you to appreciate this music, and it it's the full score. I mean, normally, if you want the soundtrack to a movie, you have to go and buy the True. CD, and it costs you another ten, fifteen dollars, right? So it's included on this disc. I've never seen that before on anything. I don't think so. You no. usually say, "Here's a sampler of the soundtrack, not the whole thing." So the whole it's thing. A music is, video, like you said. Yeah. So you get the whole soundtrack. Um, you also get conceptual art, promotional art, and the trailers and TV spots. And you also get, exclusively via BD Live, the Project Summonclin Confidential Files. Now, we went, it, we pressed it, it sent us to BD Live, it, we pressed the red button like it told us to, or the green button. And then it said, your file has been sent in, the, in, in your email. Do you want to send... You want to get an email. So I came upstairs and I checked my email and sure enough, there's an email from this files and I click on it and it's links to buy Christopher (laughs) Nolan movies on Amazon. (laughs) So I don't get that. (laughs) Of course you do. It's a distant marketing tool. Yeah, but they're saying that it's an exclusive... It says, access highly secure files that reveal the inception of the DreamShare technology. That wasn't what we got. Hmm, Maybe you you missed something there. Well, we pressed the red button. That's all it, all it said. Hmm. So um, if we miss something, maybe it's the puzzle. Like uh, <laughs> uh, There's a digital copy of the movie, and there's a DVD of the movie in the box. And there's also this weird... Um, do you know that thing that he spins around? I don't even know what that's called. A top. There's a thing here, and it's, a, it's got a picture of the top. And it says, snap a photo of this, this icon. 
with your camera phone and, te- and text it to this number. But it doesn't tell you why or how. Or text what. a picture to that number. Yep, snap a photo and send it to 95871. Oh, so don't text it. They want you to send the photo. Yeah, for, yeah. over your text um, service. How's that work? You can't get a picture. Of, well, I mean, that's beside the point, but... Yeah, it just shows you somebody with an iPhone taking a picture of that and, and then just So if anybody's done that, you want to email me and tell <laughs> me what that means. It's kind of interesting. I mean, you can probably look it up. You probably just get an um, email telling you to go and buy... Uh, <laughs> More movies. Yeah, go and buy The Dark Knight on Blu-ray. Um, so that's it for extras. Um, it's a full disc, actually, of extras. Um, but I still think, overall, if you discount the soundtrack... It's not very many extras at all for a movie so deep and... I disagree. I mean, you get stuff on about half of the scenes. I you want get a commentary. The That's all I'm saying. I want a commentary. I also would like a real making of, not just the little five-minute things. You know what I'm saying? But... I think some things need to stay in mystery. But overall, um, it's fantastic. I it, This Blu-ray, three-disc, is seventeen ninety nine on Amazon. Awesome. Right? Which is really good. Mm-hmm. I mean... The DVD would cost you more than that a couple of years ago, right? So you're getting the whole thing for $17.99. Um, it's like a 10 out of 10, right? There's nothing you can say bad about it. I don't think. I don't think so. I mean, if I watched it 20 more times, I'd start finding cracks, and no, I'm sure they're there, but... I don't find cracks. I go back and watch The Matrix. I don't find cracks in it. I, I still really appreciate it. I mean, the special effects might have aged by now. Yeah. But the actual concept is still pretty, you know, it's a good concept. And this is a really fantastic concept. So uh, thanks to Warner for the uh, review copy. And if you want to, I've got some new contests on the site this week. There's a couple of new ones if you want to go there and win some stuff. What are they? What are they? One's a Garfield cartoon (laughs) uh, on DVD. Right. And one's Beyblade, which is an anime uh, show. Right. So if you want to win those, go there and win them. In fact, I have Beyblades sat on my desk. <laughs> You're giving it away. This is what it is. I'm not going to know. All right, yeah. Anyway. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you can win those on the site. Go to wayscully.com and win some stuff. Uh, next week's review will be nothing, because we will be taking our vacation. We will. We'll be um, staying in a small town motel overnight. Oh, my no. mother has booked to the motel. Not that one with the... Uh, what was it last time? No, was... not that one. You mean the one with the stinky hallway yeah. or painting? No, no, no. Then it's in her town. Little motel. I don't her... think you've stayed there. Yeah. It's I mean, just like the one... Is it that ran. one where in the morning there was like some woman like singing at the top of her voice in the room next door? That is the one. That's yeah, the same place we stayed last year. That's awful, that place. <laughs> no, it we wasn't. Have to it wasn't awful. It was just her. The cleaning lady was like... Like 7 o'clock No, in the she was on the phone yeah, talking to somebody on the phone. And terrible. we heard every... It was hysterical, though, my God. It was so funny. I mean, it didn't do us any harm. It was just a funny story. To I know. hate motels. I hate them. Yeah, well... With a passion. I, like, hate them. That's life. They're so scuzzy-like. They are not... That's not fair. Because that is a very clean place. It wasn't I, scuzzy at all. I I, have, I don't find them... No, you, there's not fair. I like it's hotels. Not, it's not dirty. That motel well, no, is some so hotels clean. are disgusting as well. Yeah, this one was very clean. very t- Obviously, because the cleaning lady woke us up at 7 a.m. But, I mean, it's really small. they always small. have shitty beds. What were we watching? Something about the Bible? 
was on the TV. It was on Discovery Channel. It was like the history of the Bible or something. And then the room was so small. And freezing. Wait, yes, it was really cold. It was freezing because it was snowing outside. And when you walked, when you tried to get in the bed, the wall was only about a yeah. foot and a half. It's pretty bad. <laughs> but it was fun. No, it's not fun. It is fun. I love it. So, um, no, it's not fun to me at all. So, movie, movie recommendations. Get over that shit. No, not really. Movie recommendations um, this week. I have uh, my movie recommendations are uh, Dark City, which I have recommended before, but I think it fits perfectly with this I movie. I agree. Uh, Mind F, would you say? Both of these movies. In fact... I don't feel like Dark City is as deep. No, it's not. Literally, but... there's but actually a uh, scene very similar to Inception. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but Dark City is actually pretty awesome. It it is quite a awesome concept with a awesome uh, moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Dark City. Only one, only one moment. No, <laughs> it has a lot of moments, but there's a moment. You twisted my melon, man. And then uh, Waking Life was my other one, which deals with dreams, and it's a what do you call that? Rotoscoped. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Yeah. That's kind of darkly also fits in there, but that's William Gibson. That's true. And mine are, because it's um, the kind of movie that just makes me, my jaw drop the first time I watched it, and then I think of it, and it's a deep, emotional roller coaster kind of a movie. Deep and dark is Magnolia, which I know is Never heard of it. one of your number two favorite movie of all time, I think. Is it still up there in the top couple? It's my number one movie. Oh, that Star Wars was number one. No, not really. Oh. I think I, I think Magnolia is a better movie. There will be blood. If I had to put twenty movies together, those three would be in there. Punch Drunk Love. They'd all be up there, and they're all the same guy. Um, Chasing Amy. And who it is? And this I thought the first time I watched the movie, and the second time, and now we watched the extras, and it was like, oh yeah, of course. But that's not what not not because of special effects, but two thousand one, A Space Odyssey. I actually recommended that last week. It is. Because there's something about the a movie that does this to me. And 2001 was one of them. When I saw it however many years ago, I'm completely transfixed with the concepts and the ideas. And you've got this amazing visual thing going on, right? I mean, it's amazing. When you watch it more than one time, you realize here it's eye candy, right? This world that you never will see created in a way that makes you just hypnotize. It's like you know, a feast for the eyes. And yet, really, it's the idea that sweeps me away. That's what 2001 did to me back then, and that's what... I actually think you can you could say um, Christopher Nolan's movies, how they feel layered and detailed. I think Stanley Kubrick had the same... Because if you think of Stanley Kubrick's movies, uh, like The Shining, you actually feel... It's not just a two-dimensional thing. You feel like you were there. Yeah, you reaches down inside you. That's what I feel like. It just full metal jacket is the same thing. Eyes wide shut is the same thing. Two thousand and one, a Clockwork Orange. They're all really. Um, I don't. There's not. It doesn't come along very often. Paul Thomas Anderson is also one. The brave. Detail. I think these people who make they write their own stories a lot Martin of times. Martin Scorsese is one too. I think. He's Super got a little detail. more. Glam to him, though a little more spectacle, I think Scorsese does mm-hmm. to him. Then you know, it's a hyper reality more than just a reality of. 
Francis Ford Coppola also like Apocalypse Now The Godfather it's like super yeah detailed movie making it's not it doesn't it doesn't come across as um, hyped or anything it's just like a almost like you live through what he was trying yeah, to yeah you've been drugged through whatever yeah. yeah yeah like you went down that river in Vietnam um, in Apocalypse Now yeah. at, at the end when Marlon Brando's wallowing around in the mud you feel like you got to that point you're like you, yeah, you're, yeah you're like uncomfortable and awkward because you've and... seen the hell of the whole thing by the time you get there and you understand yeah why he's like that you know it's I don't know, there's something that... Movie magic. Something Yeah, about well, there's people. like movies that, like I said before, like just comparing Iron Man to uh, Dark Knight. There's some movies that are... They're good. But they don't... They're just, they're just there, aren't they? And then there's they some movies that... They don't dig any that, deeper. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny how... It's hard to differentiate why as well. You know? So, um... Yeah, there's our recommendations for this week. Um, games and A-School stuff, not much this week. We've been playing some more Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Um, still nowhere near finishing that one. What are you looking at? Just looking at your list. We'll do more of that tomorrow. Um, it's a really good game, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Um, not tried the multiplayer, just tried the single player. But um, it's like insanely Rich. detailed. Like it's like they created the whole of Rome <laughs> in the 14th century. And you can run around the whole of Rome. It's not a small place. You saw, like, when we stood up on the thing looking at the Colosseum. It's modelled perfectly, like like you would expect it to be. The same thing applies to games, I assume, that some games suck you in deep. I mean, yeah, it may some not be games a deep story or shallow, anything, yeah. but I mean, it's as the experience... Yeah, you it, could compare Grand Theft Auto 4, which is super rich, like you're in the place, like I've said to you, you live in the life of it, to a just a like a movie licensed beat em up where it's just nothing even that last James Bond game it's just right. you just run James Bond through the things and shoot at people there's nothing else right it's you know or like Gran Turismo versus Burnout you both know? amazing games though amazing but the difference is Burnout is like wow yeah you know like I mean Burnout olden days I'm talking about crash mode and all that shit it's like a surface or you could say like an arcade it's a good time Right? And then Gran Turismo is like, you settle in, it's like you, you know it's a long-term commitment and you get like a deeper satisfaction. So Gran Turismo is like the war, like a war and peace novel. <laughs> yes. Whereas, um, Burnout's like a, like, like a, a comedy book. Yeah. I guess. You know, it's something to sink your teeth into. I'm not sure. I think to put that out there in the world, that Gran Turismo vibe is like war and peace is really, that's an awesome statement. It, I, it is like, in the racing genre. <laughs> Because it literally is a game that will suck, like, hours, hours away life, from yeah. you, yeah. If you want it to. Like that guy said on the review we was watching yesterday, Classic Game Room, he said, uh, if you let it, it will take your life away. He's doing a five-part review. That's how much time. Because he loves it, like. Yeah, and, but he said, if you let this game take you away, you will be lost in it for years, like, because it's, it's never-ending, is it? You can drive cars whenever every day if you want. So, um... That's uh, we've been playing Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Still playing it. I just wanted to mention these ninety-nine cent game for Windows Live games. There's been quite a few of them. Unfortunately, I wrote this down on Wednesday, and then the offer ended on Thursday. But keep an eye out on Games for Windows Live, which is www.gamesforwindowslive.com. It's Microsoft's 
uh, online PC game purchasing store thing. They still have offers on there. Um, they, they finished with this 99 cents a day deal, but I am assuming there'll be more to come in the future. Just keep an eye on it, because I got... What did I buy this week? For 99 cents. I don't know, but why can I only raise my left eyebrow and not my right eyebrow? I am... Um, Do you know what I mean? Do you ever try? No. Like, I can raise I, my left eyebrow way up, but I can't... As I'm thinking and listening to you, I'm very in deep into what you're saying, of course, and I'm concentrating then also on my I eyebrows. I bought Deuce X for 99 cents, and I also bought Age but, of Empires for 99 cents, and I also bought... That was another one you told me about, for sure. I bought something else for 99 cents. Oh, Viva Piñata, the PC right. version, 99 cents. I, I, I don't have my Xbox version anymore. I couldn't find it, so I was like, 99 cents, I'll get it. And I've been playing it a bit, and it's fun. It's got it's got achievements. Um, so for 99 cents, any game, if it's a full, used to be $50, even yeah. if it's pretty, it's kind of like, might as well, right, for 99 cents. Um, another game we've been playing this week, you and me, uh, Bejeweled 3 came out from PopCap Games. What do you think of Bejeweled 3? It's fun. Is it... Uh, it's transcendent of other kinds of puzzle games for me. I mean, Bejeweled's the original... Um, we were there in the beginning. Match the shape On the Dreamcast. On the Dreamcast when it first In came. the bedroom when you first came here and we'd sit there and try to figure out how to do it with the controller, which is really awkward compared to obviously doing it on the PC. And now, Bejeweled 3 is a little bit deeper than your Bejeweled mm-hmm. 2 or Bejeweled 1 because... It has yeah. lots of different modes. Stuff that I didn't think I'd like, and you could go and do the quest. We'd do the quest mode, but I'm like, I don't want a challenge. I just want to match up jewels and go on forever. I like the never-ending mode. Fun, do you? I like endless mode, where you can never die. You just do it, and I can actually just. You want to talk about something that surface? Like when you're when I'm sitting there playing bejeweled, like the endless thing. I actually consciously think to myself, "What am I doing? I can sit here for three hours." Thinking of nothing other than, oh, blue, 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 yellow, 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 red, red, Did red, you, um, blue, 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 yellow, 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 red, red, red. And nothing else is entering my... I'm not thinking about other things. I'm not examining life. I'm not thinking about Christmas shopping. I'm not thinking about dinner. I am actually only thinking of that. And at the end of it, you have nothing to show for it. You have nothing except this you, three hours of relaxed, like, just fun. Or when I do the quest mode, I get a little tuned up. I was going to say, like, did, you, did you choose endless mode this time? I haven't done it yet, no. Endless mode this time, when you choose it, it says, do you want to do breathing exercises while you play? <laughs> do you want to? Do you want me to play um, mellow ambient music to awesome. improve your mood? What mood are you in now? And there's a slide. that's exactly... They know that. They know yeah. the person. Now, I would like the Sims people to go over to PopCap and get a clue. Because they under... The PopCap people understand... Now, I'm a little upset with PopCap because they haven't made me a new... Plants vs. Zombies yet, but I'm hoping. 2011 will That's be... That's fine. That's fine. As long as they... They haven't it. announced it, but I guarantee you it's coming. You guarantee? Yeah, I guarantee it. Uh, it's literally Bejeweled and Plants vs. Zombies are their best-selling games ever. There's no... Because I can kill zombies all day, too, and I'm And, and Bejeweled happy. is actually awesome, also. It, it's um slightly pricey, I think, for what it is. It's $18. $17.99. Um, I think it should be 10 bucks to be honest. Mm-hmm. 10 seems fair, because Plants vs. Zombies was 10. No, no, it seems pretty deep, and seriously, if, you, if you're if you willing to spend $60 on some stupid shoot 'em up game that you're going to play for four hours, how can this not be... This would... 
occupy hundreds of hours. It's of better time. than the other two Bejeweled games because it, it is the other two Bejeweled games. It has the standard game of Bejeweled that you all know and love from the other games. So it makes the other two redundant if you buy the new one, is what I'm saying. But it's got this quest mode. It's also got these other modes like that you can play separately. You know, the poker mode. You can just play poker right. mode from the main menu. Just poker mode. Or you can play ice mode. What well, That really yeah. hard one. You know, you can play them as standard standalone games, not in the quest mode, for, for scores. So I'd say it has eight single-player modes in this quest mode. And the quest mode's really fun, but really difficult when it gets to the end. Um, so yeah, Bejeweled 3... And finally, uh, this isn't a game, but I watched a documentary this week about the video nasties. I can't remember what, exactly what the documentary is called. It's only available in the UK. Um, you can get it from Amazon.co.uk. It's a three-disc DVD set, and it comes in a VHS box, which is kind of funny. Um, but it's video nasties. If you don't know what they are, in Britain in the eighties, when um, when videotapes became the new thing on the market and people started buying video recorders, there was a surge of horror movies that came out that people started to buy and like. But at the time, because I said to you, it was kind of like the Wild West of um, video, home video, because home video didn't exist before that. For, you know, This was the first time people had been able to buy movies and watch them at home. And there was no certificates or ratings on these movies they were just whatever was on the tape you got so you got these super gory movies and then eventually the government kind of cottoned onto it and this this documentary is the story of how the government tried to kind of censor the nation right kind of well not tried to did <laughs> you're kind of sugarcoating it these are horrific movies as in horrific they're over the top well you'll know some of these bloody. movies zombie flesh eaters uh, Evil Dead, etc. Driller Killer. Like movies. controversially over the top, bloody, gory. 80s movies, generally. Uh, 70s and 80s, too. I think it was yeah, late so 70s. And Texas right. Chainsaw Massacre. And it became a pulpit for people on the right, which is the same as ours, conservative people, to stand up and say, our children are going to be damaged, our society is going to be damaged. We need to put a stop to this versus, obviously, the people in the industry and the people, the you know, young people, mostly, let's be honest, teenagers, and then the total film geeky people who are into horror saying, hey, man, let's just do whatever we want and why are you trying to regulate us? And so you got the clash of those, and this is about the history of that, really. Yeah, and th there was a list that was made by the government of 72 films that were banned and were seized like like the police in the 80s oh, yeah. actually went into video stores said hello Mr. Video Store Owner do you have any of these movies and the video store owner would say yes we have all of those movies they say okay put them in a box we're taking them and they destroyed them and, and burned them all so that actually happened um, and this list of 72 movies is what this um, documentary deals with and the first disc is a documentary about with the, what we watched the second two discs is an eight-hour... It's every single trailer for these 72 movies, plus, like, a 10 to 15-minute talking head about each movie. So if it's I Spit on Your Grave, they'll talk about it, what it meant to horror people... Right. ...why it was banned, shows you all the bad scenes from it. It's a real comprehensive... 
look at this video nasty thing. And, and you've really, seen several of these movies, haven't you? I've seen quite a lot. Um, I would say about 40% of them. Nice. Um, I've seen Evil Dead. Yeah, <laughs> Driller Killer. You've seen... I, I saw Faces of Death. Yeah, I Spit on Your Grave. No. Um, Ted, you've seen Sex with Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, is that on there? Yeah, Hills yeah. of Eyes was on there yeah. too. Um, so yeah, you can buy it, amazon.co.uk. Just type Video Nasties, it comes straight up there. There's two versions of it. There's like the version in the VHS case, and there's the standard version. They're both the same apart from the packaging. One costs a bit more, but I recommend it if you're into horror and you're into the history of horror. I'm 21 years old or older. Yeah, because it is Cause obviously it will, completely It will lead gruesome. you. It will yeah. probably guide you. To go and look to for go those get, kind of Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all I've got for this week. And you have got... What's for dinner? <laughs> well, I crock-potted, as I like to call it, crock-potting, some lentils into some vegetable... Is that like hot tubbing? Yes, exactly like hot tubbing, only smaller. And, and hotter. I don't end up getting cooked when I'm actually in the hot tub, although I guess if you stay in there for three hours, I would be cooked. Some lentils with some vegetable broth, and I'm going to make some creamy mushroom sauce, a bunch of vegetables, and then some tomato and cucumber salad, which is just that sounds good. tiny chopped up, what? Tomato and cucumber yeah. salad. Is like that cucumber. got some in it? No, I hadn't planned on it, but I can. I like that, when you do that. But we're going to have the creamy mushroom sauce. I don't know if you want creamy both. But I can add a little bit to kind of... Mm. Yeah, it'll be tiny little cucumber bits and tiny little tomato bits. Then you I mix that together. actually did a good job tying that. It's, yes, it's with some that. salt. And uh, it's just a delicious... Because I'm going to make this creamy... Ca- it's like, I got some cashews and you soak them and then blend them so they're all smushed up. And then make a sauce, so- like put them in the skillet with some onion and pepper... Get it cooking, add some veggie broth, or the bean broth probably is what I'll add. Put in the mushroom and let it just cook in there. Then I've got the lentils, which I think will just have that on on the side, and you can kind of mix it together. And then I've got a sweet potato, a mashed potato, a parsnip, I mean a regular potato, a parsnip, some carrots, a squash. So I'm going to pick one or two of those, chop it up, and just put it in the microwave. Because last week I made what I make, sweet potato, butternut squash, and some yellow pepper and a parsnip. I just chopped them up yeah, in the microwave with nothing on it. I mean, I put nothing on there. No salt, no butter, no water, no nothing. And it was divine. I mean, it was so delicious, sweet and buttery because it just... And I said, I took some to work with me the next night. And I said, if someone had told me 10 years ago that I'd be sitting here really feeling like, oh my God, this is so delicious, over a bowl full of microwaved plain vegetables... I would say you're a liar because I was raised on, if you had peas, you put some cheese and some butter in there. If you had Cheesy corn, peas. if you had corn, you had to put a little Velveeta in there to cream it up a little bit. If you had green beans, you had to throw some loads of butter in there and bacon. If you had potatoes, of course you had sour cream and bacon and Velveeta poured on top. So I've kind of, I'm not, I'm not arguing that I wouldn't have that now. I'm just saying like both, you know. If you're not a vegetable fan, or you think you're not, I think I, I have this feeling you don't know until you try some of these things. Buy a parsnip, peel it, cut it into pieces that are about half an inch or so, put it in the microwave, put a lid on it, microwave it for about four or five minutes, and then just taste it. It's I'm counseling you on enjoying vegetables, but I'm just saying, it, I don't know about you, but I felt like it's a... Don't you agree? I, like I feel it. like you're completely ignoring me. No, I like it. Yeah. I was just waiting for you to 
Yeah, you're waiting for me to stop talking. No, not stop talking. Finish it. I'm not going to put it in. He's talking about it. <laughs> that's, that's it. Oh, this. What do you think of this? I'm wearing a tie and a shirt that have been painted somewhat with, uh, I guess, some fabric paint this week. And so this is going to be a gift for a 22-year-old. Oh, yeah, you bought some ties from the junk shop. Yeah. Um, this not, one's like a Not play. a junk shop. What do you call it? Charity shop. This one was a charity shop, yeah. So bought some old ties and you... Like neckties. Yeah, neckties. And you painted. And they look really good. But I've only done one. Yeah, well, that one looks really good. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, she painted an Xbox 360 controller on the end of a tie. So for a gamer... Yeah, and it's got like a little cable that goes up it. Even though I know most of them are cordless now. But it needed a little something. And I feel like he's 22. He plays his Xbox. Austin wears ties. He would like... No. Um, is it just red? That's it. Oh. Nothing on it. I asked if I painted something on a red tie, would you wear it? No. Right. Do you want a new red tie? No. Do you want another red tie? No. So. And then the shirt, I was just experimenting. So it's got a big mouth on it and a big eye and it's kind of drippy and weird. But um, that's what this year's Christmas is. Some kind of just fun, like you said, like charity shop, junk shop items that I can either paint on or do something to or just funny weird things. Because You're saying you're buying people junk this year? Yeah. Used, nice. used crap, like underwear <laughs> and used underwear. <laughs> well, I'll paint something on them. If I buy you some used underwear, I'll put a little Browns, sunflower on there. Yeah, I'll, I'll just say, that's not real. <laughs> that's my art. <laughs> that skid mark on the back of your pants, that's, that's original. I've signed it. See, it's right over there. <coughs> so that's it. Gifts, you have some gifts under the tree now, as do I. Oh, yeah, I, got, I didn't mention this earlier, but with my Disney movie rewards, where you, when you buy Disney DVDs, you get a little code. Correct. And then you enter them in the website and you save up points. Well, I had some points and I got myself a Blu-ray player this week. A Blu-ray player. Sony. Don't forget that code from those people. Yeah, w. I won't. What was it? 23. WB. 23. Anyway, yeah, if any of our listeners w- want to get Warner Brothers points, WB23 is apparently a code that you can use. I think that'll be different for everyone. No, it won't be different for everyone. It was hmm. a video clip, so it can't be. They would have had to record a billion different video clips. Maybe they did. Um, anyway, I got a Sony Blu-ray player, which includes Netflix, YouTube, and all kinds Netflix of... Netflix di- is awesome! All kinds of different... Um, God, it's awesome. ...online services that you can watch. Is a service and it works it. beautifully. Yeah, it really does. You just um, YouTube. Yeah, just you can turn on the TV, turn on the Blu-ray player. There's your YouTube queue. You can set it up to play. Yeah, I was watching instead Brilliant. of sat at my desk watching my YouTube last night. I just went in there, pressed my subscriptions. All my videos come up. You don't even have to click. You just click the top one, and it plays them one after another all right. the way down the list. So you can just sit there and watch them all day. You know, you could with the cookery one. You could yep. just leave it on, like. Um, it's really good. So it's a Sony Blu-ray player, um, and it literally costs zero dollars. Because if you buy enough Disney, buy you enough just Disney put all DVDs. your codes in, yeah. Yeah, if you buy about... <laughs> I did a lot. If you buy about 50 <laughs> Disney Blu-ray discs... We have a lot of movies. Um, you can get a Blu-ray player for free. <laughs> so it's not really a bargain. <laughs> and but, chances are you have had to buy you a DVD player to start with, or yeah. Blu-ray. But so, yeah, you can get other things as well. But this one, having those... Seriously... Not, having have, not having to turn on that freaking Xbox. Yeah, this one, has, this has a fan in it. Yeah, it's no like, noise, the hard But it's really quiet. Yeah, you can't really notice. So, um, and it plays Blu-rays great too, because I um, put a Blu-ray in this week. And they had that other thing you mentioned. 
some of the service that you Crackle. Watch. Crackle. I've never even heard of it. The Crackle. TV shows and stuff. And it's like full seasons of TV shows. It has Hulu on there as well. Uh, full seasons of TV shows on Crackle.com, but it's on the box. And movies, like, it, older, so, it was all Sony movies, but they were older ones. But it had, like, a multiplicity, interview with a vampire. I thought it was duplicity. Multiplicity. Oh. With, you know. Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it had a lot of movies. Like, I'm I'm talking, like, a hundred movies, but they were all old Sony classics. Free? All free. Oh, right. We, and they didn't have any commercials, because I fired one up and it just started going, so... Um, so yeah, there's another service you can watch streaming TV. Um, and tonight is the Dexter finale, and we're going to watch the X Factor. I'm dragging already, so I don't know if I'll last to like a bunch of. Yeah. I feel like I need to sleep soon. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I know what you're saying because you did the same thing you do a lot of other times. This is a husband-wife battle. You, we were asleep for like four hours. I woke up and couldn't, wasn't going to go back to sleep, and you started to get up, and I said, "Oh, you should just go back to bed because you've only been asleep four hours." No, I haven't. I'll be fine. So then, what happens a few hours later? It doesn't this happens. I could go it doesn't. Bed. It's not that it matters. It's just a broken record, and I knew you were going to be tired. And I tell you, I even stood over you and said, "Just stay in bed. You go back to sleep. I'll just go compute for a while." I, I knew that you needed about three or four more hours. I just a normal time tonight. <laughs> What's normal? After I've watched The X Factor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like 10 o'clock. Because mm. it's pretty early, right? It's about 6 o'clock now, right? No. 7? You have a computer right there. <laughs> anyway, uh, so have you got anything else? Meaning of life? Not going to say You anything. can kind of dig into the meaning of life when you watch Inception. Just a little bit. Alright, so let's wrap this up. We're on one minute and thirty one hour and thirty minutes. So um the, <laughs> I want to remind you about the website, it's ascoli.com, sidtar.com. You can catch us on Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, YouTube, catch this podcast on the iTunes music store, the Zoom Marketplace, or just go to ascoli.com, click on the word podcast and um subscribe. You can email feedback to me at aschoolyatasechoolyatasechoolyatasechoolyatasechoolyatasechoolyatasechoolyatasechoolyatasechoolyatasechoolyatasechoolyatasechoolyatasechoolyatasechoolyatasechoolyatasechoolyatasechool
It's written in 